Vegetarian Zen, episode number 35. And ready? Let's do protein. Protein, protein, pro-protein, banana, fana, fofotein, fee, fi, momotein, protein. Woo! All right, protein. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky. And this is Larissa. And welcome to episode number 35. And the name of this episode today is High Protein Breakfast. Right. And this actually came from some feedback that we received from our survey. So we are listening and uh, reading your survey comments and really appreciate that uh, those of you who would have taken the survey already, and if you haven't, uh, it'll be up still for a few weeks. Okay, so let's talk about some, I think we have one new rating, right? We do. We have, it's funny, we have a rating and then we have a voicemail from the same lovely person. Awesome. Okay, so today's rating comes from, and although it doesn't say, I know that that this is uh, Katie, the same person who left us the voicemail, (laughs) but it's from KEF0228. And she says, hi, ladies, I love your podcast and really can't say enough good things about it. I started my veg journey about four months ago on October 1st, having no idea it was National Vegetarian Day. This was one of the first sources I found, and I'm happy to say it's still a favorite. It's helpful and informative without any judgment. It's fun and entertaining without going off topic. You're consistent with your release dates. It's all great. Please keep the good stuff coming and thank you so much for all that you do. Awesome. Now, thank you, Katie. Thanks for the five star. Right. Let's listen to her voicemail now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hi, ladies. This is Katie calling you from Providence, Rhode Island. First off, I love the podcast. I just left you guys a five star review and rating. And I've been a vegetarian since the beginning of October. So about four months now, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm not having any trouble resisting temptation, shockingly. Um, but my question is this. Since then, I've been sick a lot more often than, than usual. Um, just little head colds here and there, but they're, they're fairly consistent every week or so. And I can't, just can't seem to shake them. So it's been unusually cold here in Rhode Island this winter, but um, I'm wondering if maybe the vegetarianism has anything to do with it or if you guys have any suggestions or thoughts. I'd love to hear your insight. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Well, that was awesome. And I'm so appreciative of her taking advantage of that new functionality that we added to our website, which is to allow folks to leave us a voice message. So that's our second one now, right? Right, right. First one was from Ben. So thank you so much, Katie, for taking advantage of that um, and and leaving us a voice message. Right. So let's let's address Katie's question a little bit. Okay. Uh, and first of all, you know, first and foremost, we always do our little disclaimer that we're not medical professionals. Right. Um, and then with that comes uh, always loop your doctor in. Always. So, always, always. So I guess our first question then, Katie, for you would be, is your doctor aware that you became a vegetarian? So that might be something to kind of let your him or her uh, know about, you know, um, when you talk about if you've been feeling sick more often than, than you used to. So uh, there are some things, however, that we can advise you to kind of 
make sure that you're giving your immune system a fight, ha, 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 a fighting chance. Um, <laughs> so making making sure you're giving your immune system everything that it needs to help ward off illness. So some of those things are make sure, of course, that you're eating a balanced diet. And one of the best ways to do that is to learn about which fruits and vegetables do which things. And we have some resources on our website. Um, and then also we on also, the Pinterest boards. On the Pinterest boards. That's a really good uh, resource for that. So if you look for our Pinterest, our Pinterest profile, you'll find that on there. And then uh, something else is to know which foods are natural immune boosters. So things like citrus fruits, and that, that's kind of a no brainer. Everybody thinks of that when you get sick, you drink orange juice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fresh orange juice, not from concentrate. It's not the same. Uh, so citrus fruits, watermelon is a really good immune booster. Spinach, cabbage, broccoli, uh, almonds, uh, both kinds of teas, green and black, and elderberries, and surprisingly, button mushrooms. Hmm. So, And I love those little mushrooms. Did you say ginger already? I didn't say ginger. Ginger is a big ginger. one. Yes. I, I, again, I cannot prove this um, scientifically or anything, but when Larissa was sick, and she still got a little bit of that mm-hmm. scratchiness on her voice, if you can't <laughs> hear that, but when she was sick, we came home, there was a highly contagious virus going around at a conference we had attended. I started a juicing Every day, immediately, and again, I can't prove it, but I didn't catch it, and it no, was highly it was contagious. Highly contagious. We heard about twenty-five percent of the attendees of the conference were infected. So I and we were traveling and all of that. <laughs> so I mean, I I highly I give a lot of credibility to to that. Oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was using while I was sick too. And I was taking care of myself in other ways as well. Mm-hmm. I was making sure to get enough exercise. I was getting enough. Um, sleep of course so there are but i would definitely encourage you to talk to your doctor there could also be an allergy issue Mm -hmm. going on um i it's the strangest thing i developed allergies living here in south texas a lot of people have allergies i had never suffered from cedar fever i'm not sure what is um what is common of in in rhode island but here in south texas a lot of people suffer from cedar fever the trees look like they're smoking that you can see the pollen coming off of them and um and we have a lot of cedar trees here. Yeah, and I developed cedar fever. I guess it was several years ago I started getting feverish. And from December to February, which is our cedar fever season, I would get almost like I had the flu. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of what you were describing, Katie, uh, like you had a head cold almost every week. And one of the things that, again, I can't prove this scientifically, but we did start to eat uh, honey that was local honey so that the bees... Uh, it was the pollen from the bees that were um, local. And it, it kind of is the same concept as the flu shot. So you're injecting yourself with that pollen and you're kind of building up your immune system. And the last couple of days, uh, I'm sorry, the last couple of years, I have not suffered from cedar fever, completely mm-hmm. gone. And right. I mean, I was taking medications. You remember, Larissa, yeah, I was getting she was miserable. Fe- I, fever I all so the time. Bad. Yeah. And so um, you might ask your doctor about that as well. You might want to look at a series of allergy tests to see if that mm-hmm. could possibly be it. Right. And then um, we wanted to point you back towards the show notes and um, episode 32 of our podcast that we actually did when I was going through all that uh, fight winter illnesses naturally. Uh, you might find some good ways in that episode or in the show notes to help yourself if you're kind of in the middle of a cold flu uh, illness. 
And um, I know hot lemonade really helped me with my throat and my coughing. So that might be something to look into too, Katie. But thanks again. We really appreciate your voicemail. And, and guys, keep them coming. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions and, and just kind of interact with you. I think okay. that's awesome. I love I love being able to hear our listeners actually talking. Yeah. And if, if you've been listening to us for a while, you, you probably have noticed we're pretty responsive. I mean, if people give us suggestions, we're very responsive to... Um, to those. So please keep them coming. Right. Hence today's podcast. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So should we move on then? Yeah, let's move into our um, events, upcoming events. So this is the week of, let's see when this is going out, this will be the week of February 17th. And um, let's see, there's, there's a few things I wanted to call out. First of all, on Tuesday, February 18th is single task day. Now, I really like that because I am a big believer that there's no such thing as multitasking. There was a 2020 special that was on a few months ago. You might recall that it was on multitasking. Mm -hmm. And people in this day and age were so obsessed with trying to get so much done. And it's just scientifically been proven that your brain is not capable of multitasking, which is why we have this. And then we say we have ADD and we're not able to hold our attention and all that stuff. Well, it's no wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday, think about focusing on a single task at a time. Okay. All right. Um, Wednesday is chocolate mint day. Oh, my goodness. I know you like chocolate mint. I don't like chocolate mint, but you like chocolate mint. Now, I wonder if that's referring to the herb chocolate mint, or is it referring to like the combination of chocolate and mint? Or maybe both. Uh, It could be both. Mm. Yeah. Double yum. Wednesday, February 20th is love your pet day. That's every day. How can you say that's one day? day. (laughs) That's every day. Well, extra love. I'm sure Molly and Jake and Iggy and Samantha will be milking that day. Oh, of course. (laughs) And you know what would be fun? Anybody, any of our listeners out there who would like to send us pictures of your pets, uh, post them on Facebook. If you you follow us on Facebook, we love to see pictures of you guys as pets. We've had a few kind of interactions with different people. I know on Twitter and everything. And but we just love it. And I mean, all of my friends, pets and everything, I'm always following them on Facebook and just to see what the pups and kittens are up to. So yeah, if we get enough, maybe we can make like a collage or something. Oh, that would be be awesome. Okay. Yeah. So think about that. Um, February 21st, I would, I, I, uh, don't want to not mention this because this is very important to me, but this would have been my best friend's 46th birthday. She passed away in August of breast cancer. So I, she was very dear to me. She was, she and I were best friends since we were 14 years old. It's going to be very hard for me. I know, um, coming up, but I, I definitely wanted to mention it because I, her family is like my family and, um, yeah, I, I miss her a lot. So yeah, well, happy birthday, Janina. Okay, and then uh, I think that's it for the big days for, of the uh, of the week. Okay, all right. So let's move into our main topic, which is high protein breakfast ideas. And this again, as Larissa mentioned, came from a listener. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody knows from the time your kids, hopefully, that it's really important to eat a good breakfast every day. I can't not eat breakfast. I, I get so either. shaky. Today we we went to the farmers market and we said we were going to eat breakfast there and I should have eaten something before we left because we always take forever to get ready. <laughs> yeah. And so by the time we got there I was already shaking. It really threw off my whole day. It wasn't until this evening when I went for a run that I actually felt like my body was back 
to normal. I felt really right. tired because I delayed eating breakfast. Right. Yeah. We didn't eat until almost 11, I guess. Yeah. And we were up. I was up at 830. Right. So that was a long time for us. We normally eat early. Uh, so, but having a good breakfast is important for your energy. Like Vicky just said, uh, it helps keep you from eating bad for you snacks because you're hungry. Which I is, noticed that a lot with me. Right. Really important, especially if you're away from the house, like at work during the day, you know, and our weekends are a different thing. You have different issues that come up on the weekends. But for people who work in an office setting or, you know, something like that, it's so easy to reach for bad stuff. I mean, people are always bringing food to the office to share and there's vending machines and there's, so if you get hungry, what are you going to do? You're going to go and grab something quick, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you have a good breakfast, um, the chances of you needing to go and get a snack because you're hungry are greatly diminished. Now, if you're an emotional eater or something, that's a different thing. Yeah. But as far as if you're hungry, that's, that's a good way to keep that from happening. Uh, having a good breakfast also has been shown, studies have shown that it improves concentration. So if you're a student in school, if you're you know, at work, if you don't have a good breakfast, you're not going to be able to focus on things. And that happened to you today. I was just going to add that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were having our meeting, Larissa and I were um, downtown having our vegetarian Zen meeting and I had to call it like halfway yep. because I couldn't. I couldn't concentrate because I yeah, didn't and, eat very well. I even when we ate at eleven, remember I just had that one vegetarian tamale, mm-hmm. and then I that's and all that's I had, it. and it was and like we, four. We ran errands, yeah. and yeah, and it you know I could even tell. I mean, she stopped making sense. She was <laughs> she was more saying than usual, that, more than usual. Yeah, <laughs> no, she was saying things, and she would stop. She would start a sentence and then stop it, and as she, I mean, she really you could tell. Yeah, you know, and I was like, yeah, forget it. Let's just oh, go eat that and the crabbiness. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Um, so why is it important important to have protein in your breakfast? I mean, you, you could have a, a breakfast, a big breakfast, and have it all be carbs. But why does you have to have protein? Well, you have to have it. Well, first of all, protein helps fill you up. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to get that as soon as you can into your system. And carbs tend to make you tired. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Carbs, especially carbs that are not from whole grains or that are not slow carbs. So carbs that are from refined sugars and uh, processed foods like that will hit your system harder and then you'll crash. Yeah. And this is exactly why those sugary cereals are so bad for you because they don't really have much protein and they're just full of sugar. It's just sugar. Right. uh, There was always a rule uh, in our house. Well, not when I was really little, but you should never buy a cereal that the first ingredient says sugar. That's a good rule. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and of course, every single kid cereal, the first ingredient is sugar. Uh, so you definitely want to stay away from those. But again, if you're feeling full longer in the morning, it keeps you from making those poor snacking choices. And of course, this is like the one of the number, one of the highest questions that vegetarians and vegans get asked. How do you get protein? <laughs> don't, don't you need meat? Yeah. But you don't get any protein if you don't eat meat, you know. So, I mean, we hear it all the time. Um, vegetarians and vegans, that's the most common thing that they say. So, 
Yes, you can get plenty of protein from plant foods. So let's take a look. Okay, so typical breakfast foods, and these are foods that are most commonly associated with breakfast. Um, How much protein is in some of the things that are considered breakfast foods? Uh, So let's look at hot cereals. Now, you have to keep in mind that not all of this is necessarily low-cal, and the more stuff you add to it, the more you may be adding to you know, your fat intake or your calorie intake, but there are things that you can adjust. So oatmeal, all right, a half a cup of oatmeal has three grams of protein. Okay, that doesn't seem like a lot, you know, but I mean, your protein adds up throughout the day, but so a half cup has three grams of protein. Now you can add things to that. Like if you add nuts, nuts yeah. ha- are a good protein source. Yeah, I usually add walnuts or pecans to mine. Right. And if you want to see the recipe that Vicky uses all the time, because I don't really care for oatmeal. I'm not a hot cereal kind of person. But this is Vicky's recipe that she uses. And it's out on our website. Uh, but it's a blackstrap molasses oatmeal recipe. The total for one serving is 17 grams of protein. Right. If you if you make it as Vicky does. Now... That does that is a little bit higher calorie. It's 482 calories, okay, and it's 26.5 grams of fat. But if you uh, 195 of those calories and 20 grams of fat come from the nuts, so you could take out those nuts and cut that way down. You can, but I will tell you something because when I saw when I put together this recipe that we put out there, and I was like, what? It's 482 calories. But you know what? I'm not hungry until lunch. Yeah, and in fact, I go work out usually at lunch at work because we have a gym at my work I work out at uh, and I'm not hungry until after I work out mm-hmm. whereas if I had a like 200 300 calorie breakfast mm-hmm. that didn't have as much protein I was hungry by about 10 o'clock and right. so I was having a snack anyway so you're thinking I'm having that many calories anyways right um, but this this uh, oatmeal keeps me full up until mm-hmm. about one, one, one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Or, and you know, if you don't, maybe you don't like nuts, you can, you can take those out and you can substitute something you do like, like raisins or dried cranberries or fresh blueberries, you know, something like that. Um, and then Vicky, the way Vicky likes it is with the banana, you know, chopped up in there. But if you don't like banana, take that out, put something else in. That's the great thing about this is it's so flexible. It's very customizable. Yeah. Um, but it's a great source of protein when you put everything together. Let's talk about quinoa. Okay. That's another one that's got some, um, it's got six and a half grams of protein for half a cup. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the hot cereal. That's the hot cereal. Now we haven't found one. I still, I had, I was, we were promoting one for a while until we found out that the brand was uh, promoted GMOs. Right. What was it? Archway Farms? No, or that, no? no that, you always make sorry. Archway that's the target Farms. one. Um, <laughs> Arrowhead Mills. Yeah, Arrowhead Mills. Yeah, it was yeah. Arrowhead Mills. Um, sorry, Archway Farms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arrowhead Mills, just to be clear. And we, I really love that cereal, but then we found out that they were associated with right. uh, a company that didn't want to um, tell you what's in your food. Right. So we're right. trying to avoid those types of Right, and, and there are other quinoa cereals. So we'll, next time we go to Whole yeah. Foods, we were just there today, but and next a, time we'll we'll look for one. Yeah, and of course, then there's cream of wheat mm-hmm. and there's seven grain cereal. Seven grain cereal has 12 grams of protein for half a cup. That's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty good for cereal. Right, and that's another hot cereal. So um, let's move on to fruit. Now, fruits in and of themselves really don't have a lot of protein. Generally, most fruits have about a gram to a gram and a half of protein per serving. 
Uh, so, you know, depending on what what a serving of like a banana, I think a serving serving is a medium banana or a peach is like a medium peach. So um, or like a, a cup of berries. Uh, so it's they're not really high in protein in and of themselves. But the good thing about fruit is you're getting other nutrients when you add them to your breakfast. So for the, the instance of the oatmeal, when you add bananas, when you add blueberries or raisins or whatever you're going to put in there, it gives you the extra flavor. It gives you, if you add blueberries, you get anti or any berries, you get antioxidants, you get all the nutrients from those, um, even though it's not adding a big wallop of protein. Right. And you can also add the fruits in smoothies. Mm-hmm. You can make a higher protein smoothie. With, but you can use the fruit as a sweetener, right? As a natural sweetener, right? And if you do a smoothie, you can add peanut butter, which will give you protein. Um, so fruits, you know, definitely don't exclude them just because they're not high protein. And then we have nuts, and we've already mentioned nuts somewhat, but just a few examples. Uh, almonds have, and this is all for one ounce serving. So almonds, six grams. Walnuts, four grams. Pecans, two point seven grams. Um, that's very specific. But uh, as, as we mentioned before, just a precaution with nuts, they are high in fat, even though it's good fat, uh, they, but it's still fat. And so. it's high in calories too, so right. you want to really portion those out. I usually keep some with me at, at work, mm-hmm. like a little tin, but I always portion them out on a napkin because you can right. munch those and not even realize you just ate half the can. Oh, exactly. Not that I've ever done that before. Oh, no, never. <laughs> no, when I, when I was working in an office, I used to buy that big, I know big container of peanuts, and I would keep it in my my desk, and everybody knew where it was. So you know, can I have some peanuts? Can I have some? But every time somebody would come and ask me for some peanuts, I would have to have some peanuts because yeah. I opened it. You know, so um, it's very they're very addicting. All right, let's talk about tofu. Okay, let's talk about tofu. We don't we don't eat a whole lot of tofu. Maybe we eat it once a week, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. If that. Um, now you know we eat. Sometimes we'll have quickie dinners of something frozen that, that's a, pro, a soy protein base. But actually having, you know, using a block of tofu and cooking with it, we really don't that often. When you've made it, though, it's been very good. A lot of times people think of it as very bland, mm-hmm. but Larissa usually marinates it and it mm-hmm. tastes really good. Right. And of course, then there is the, um, isn't those riblets that our sister-in-law bought mm-hmm. for us that one time for mm-hmm. Super Bowl? Right. Those were tofu as well. I think. Uh, well, it's a soy protein. It's yeah. A soy, yeah. So, okay. um, very good. There's a lot of, the point is it's not, it's not just like some people eat it bland, but there's really a lot. You there can are a lot. Do there's it. a and lot. You, you cook can, with it. It takes right. on the flavor of whatever you're cooking. Exactly. With it. So a quarter of a block of tofu uh, is a, that's about a half a cup and that's nine to 10 grams of protein. That's a good source. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course there's controversy over soy and all that, but I mean, Take that for what it's... Yeah, and I think in moderation, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just like anything, you don't want to just eat that and nothing else. Um, okay, what about beans? Yeah, those for half a cup have seven grams of protein. And that's a very popular choice of protein for vegetarians and vegans. And for South Texas. Yes. Right, with yeah. refried beans and Mexican food. And, and uh, now this is... Uh, for either black beans or pinto beans. So you got a choice. And, you know, refried beans are very popular here. Of course, when you go out somewhere and get refried beans, you have to make sure that they don't make them with lard. Yeah. Um, but you can easily make them at home or just, ma- you know, mash them in a pan, add some seasonings, uh, and they're really, really healthy and they're good for you. You know, and the lard-free, I really 
cannot I guess maybe mm-hmm. I've gotten used to it now mm-hmm. but I, I really even when I remember first having them mm-hmm. I, I uh, lard free I just cannot tell right. they just don't they're not as greasy they're not yeah that's that's the only difference that I notice and that's a good difference yeah I'll tell you another thing and we didn't really have this on our list but the soy riso mm-hmm. that I I used to get chorizo I used to love chorizo mm-hmm. and egg and I moved over to soy riso and I don't have that every week maybe i have that once every couple of months when Mm -hmm. i get a craving but it's amazing when you look at the difference in the pan after you cook it there was so much grease larissa said she could feel it like Mm -hmm. in the kitchen floating in the kitchen yeah and i don't like chorizo and real chorizo or the meat chorizo i should say but the soy riso it and it tastes the same to me and and i and again i don't know if it's just my taste changing Mm -hmm. but um it just it it makes me kind of not crave Right. Other stuff I used right. to have. Well, and the smell is the same. The texture is the same, except for the grease. And for people who don't know what chorizo is, because not everybody does, I guess it's... Yeah. Chorizo is... Uh, it's, it's a sausage. Yeah, but it's very... Um, uh, it's almost like a taco meat consistency, like a fine taco meat consistency, yeah. but it's in a casing. Yeah. And you just squeeze it out of the casing and make tacos with it. Um, all right. So what about... Non-dairy product. We're going to talk about dairy in a minute um, because dairy is one of the most commonly used sources of protein for non-vegetarians besides meat. So, but what about non-dairy products? What about like soy milk, other milks? Yeah, soy milk has eight grams of protein for eight ounces. And there's some controversy on soy milk, just like we were talking about the other soy products. I would say in moderation. We have some, and I have almond milk as well, and I kind of alternate between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not drinking soy milk every day. Larissa has to drink soy milk, but because she cannot, she doesn't like almond milk, Mm -hmm. and she, of course, is off of the whole milk for the most part. Yeah, the dairy milk. kind of a... Yeah, 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 I can't have it in the house, because if I do, I'll drink it all, and I don't want to do that, and... uh, Every once in a while, I'll get a little bit, but that's all. But yeah, and the soy milk, I don't drink it straight up. I don't drink just glasses of it because I don't like the taste that much. Um, but I'll use it on cereal and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so soy milk and then almond milk has quite a bit less protein, uh, only a gram to a gram and a half per eight ounces. Uh, and then hemp milk is another one that is begin- is gaining popularity. And if you look on our, I, was it where did you post that article on hemp? It was on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we uh, Vicky posted an article on Facebook on Facebook about hemp recently, so you can go and look for that. It's a good one, and uh, that has two grams per eight ounces. And then for if you like yogurt, if you do soy yogurt, just the plain, that's four grams for four ounces. So that's pretty good. And then if you look at it, it's funny when you compare it to dairy milk, soy milk, and dairy milk. Eight ounces have the same. Yeah. Eight grams of protein, right? Um, and then yogurt for dairy yogurt, it's six grams for four ounces. So just a little bit more than soy yogurt. And then uh, dairy cream cheese, if you have bagels and cream cheese, it's about a gram per te- for t- per tablespoon. But now you can also get non-dairy cream cheese, the vegan cream cheese. There's Follow Your Heart. There's, uh, there's a couple brands. Um that you've you've actually had it before. And yes, and I've good. also had vegan um, sour, sour cream. cream, and that to me is very good. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and then eggs, of course, uh, six grams of protein per egg. Yeah, and as we've mentioned before, we are lacto ovo vegetarian, so we still have 
some dairy, mainly in the form of cheese now. Mm-hmm. And then we also still eat eggs, but we make sure we get the cage-free organic right. eggs. Right. Uh, and even at that, we've been trying to cut back on them. Right. So eggs and then also egg whites. It's um, for the white from one large egg is 3.6 grams of protein. Yeah. And this next one I wanted uh, wanted to talk about because it's kind of a recent discovery for me. And I'm trying to find good ways of cooking this because when I cooked it the first time, it was bland. And this was uh, lentils. So lentils, if you're not familiar with it, are a legume. And they are loaded with protein. They have 18 grams of protein per cup. Wow. And 26% of their calories are protein. Wow. So that's... that's- Big time protein. Right. Yeah. And uh, I started, I read about them on, there's a book called The Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. And I read that book. Some of it I agreed with. Some of it I was, mm, He's he talks a lot about supplements and stuff. But the one thing he does talk about that is pretty common is, or, or I mean, that I do agree with is the high protein breakfast. And one of the things he cooks a lot with are lentils. But I need to find, because when I was anxious, I, I got anxious to just try them. And so mm-hmm. I just made them plain with nothing in it. I mean, I don't even think I put salt in the water or anything. Right. Uh, and so they were kind of plain. But, right. And I mixed them with eggs, I think. Right. Or yeah, egg. you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they were a little undercooked as well. But. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there, yeah, I messed it good, up. <laughs> here's a good um, blog post I think we can get out of that is uh, what to do with lentils. Yeah. So that's, that's a we'll good continue idea. our series like mm-hmm. we did with the black eyed peas and um, all right. So then, so what do you do with all this stuff? So we've talked about all these different ingredients and how much protein they have. Well, first of all, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways you can combine things and so many people get stuck on, okay, well you have to have, if you have eggs, you have to have bacon or if you have eggs or, you know, sausage, you have to have pancakes or something, but no, I mean, you know, college students eat cold pizza for breakfast. Why can't we have, you know, mix it up. Yeah, exactly. So, one good way to, to get in a lot of protein is to do breakfast burritos. Um, of course, those are super popular around here, being in South Texas. Um, you can do any combination of, of proteins. You can do beans, scrambled tofu, or scrambled egg, if that's what you want. Cheese, you can if you're not using cheese, you can do vegan cheese, which would work fine. Uh, you could do the sausage crumbles, the meatless ones. That you can get at uh, in the freezer section or in the or chorizo would be good. Chorizo, um, chorizo, yes. Sorry, uh, or, and the or the fake bacon, tempeh bacon. Uh, Tofurky has a tempeh bacon that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, quite honestly, I, I think you liked it more than I did. I didn't really care for the breakfast. Yeah, I, um, I'm not meat. most of me, most of the breakfast meat. meat. I don't care for the tempeh bacon. I like. Um, to crumble and put in things. Mm-hmm. I won't eat a piece plain. I, I just don't care for it that, that way because it doesn't stay, it's not crispy, it's it's softer, but it has a good flavor and I put it on baked potatoes or in things like that. So that might be something good to put in a burrito just to give it some flavor, some extra flavor. Uh, so you can do all kinds of combinations with that. So burritos or tacos, then, of course, there's hot cereal and a good piece of whole grain toast 
Uh, you can get some really good whole, br- whole grain at local bakeries. Or if you're a baker, if you like to bake, try it yourself. It's really yeah, fun. We've been really trying to avoid the store-bought mm-hmm. bread because there's a lot of things added to it. Right. Marissa and I were looking at the ingredients label and there are a lot of things added to it. Store-bought as in like the loaf of bread you get on the shelf next to the peanut butter. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, but we we do get bread from the the bakery section that they bake fresh every day. Or the day. farmer's market. Yeah, or the farmer's market. Um, and I do bake bread occasionally. You make it the best. I need to make some. I haven't done that in a while. And then the whole house smells like it. It's awesome. Yeah, I know, right? And then we have to eat like half of it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, and then I mentioned earlier tofu scramble. And we've done one. Uh, it was it was okay. I mean, it's not the same as scrambled eggs, but you there are so many, again, there are so many things that you can add to it. Green onions, um, bell peppers. You can do any different number of vegetables to add to it to give it flavor. Lots of herbs and seasonings. And it actually does come out pretty good. I mean, it's it's different. It's something that you have to get used to. Yeah, what's so good about the tofu scrambles, even the burritos, and if you have a breakfast smoothie, that's mm-hmm. another option. You can pack so much power into these, uh, you know, the different vegetables, the different fruits, um, all together, they really pack a lot of nutritional value when you mix them like that. Right, right. And again, like, you know, with the burritos, I didn't mention when I was talking about it, I meant I mainly focused on the protein, but throw whatever vegetables you like. If you love tomatoes, if you love mushrooms, you know, spinach, asparagus would be good. Just saute some asparagus, chop it up, saute it throw it in your burrito. I mean, you can make all kinds of different, you know, uh, combinations. Oh my gosh, you made me the best asparagus omelet the other day. Remember? (laughs) Yeah. That was so good. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of asparagus, but I do like it grilled. But um, yeah, I you made that I made that and you said it was really good. It was really good. Um, Okay, so we're ready to move into the recipe of the week. Sure. Which actually isn't just one recipe, right? No. We're going to come out with a, um, we're going to come out with several recipes this week. Right, right. So, uh, you know, since we're talking about breakfast, I thought I would go through and compile some some good high protein breakfast options. Um, I don't know exactly what format those are going to take yet, uh, but, you know, for sure we'll do something on the, put whatever we do, we'll end up on the website. So, and one of those will include lentils because i am determined to make a good lentil breakfast there you go well then that's my challenge all right okay so we ready to move into the quote of the week sure all right take it away and there's a cat wandering around our our equipment so so he might bump bump anything (laughs) yeah okay um the quote of the week and as i mentioned it is my best friend's birthday this week so i found a friendship quote and the quote is a true fan I'm sorry. A true friend never gets in your way unless you happen to be going down. I like that. I, I, and it reminded me of her because she got me out of a lot of jams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think that you would be here if it wasn't for Janina. Oh, I know. And she, when Larissa and I were visiting her in, in the hospital, Larissa had told her, you know, thank you for everything you've done because I don't know that Vicky would be here. And she said, oh, I know. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So yeah. that's for my friend, Janina. Okay, well, I think that does it for our show this week. 
just a couple of reminders. First, we have a survey out there that we would love for you to participate in if you are listening to the podcast, because as I mentioned, we're very responsive to our listeners. We try to give you the most value that we can. So in order to do that, um, we need to hear from you. So please make sure to get out and take the survey. And Larissa, where's the survey? The survey, we have a link to it. There's a, a Facebook app, actually. You know, uh, when you go on Facebook and you see where the likes are and all the... On our the, page. Right, on our page. Uh, there's one that says, take our survey. Okay. And it's there. Um, it's also, we had sent out an email. So if you subscribe to our email list, then uh, you would have gotten that. So check your email if you haven't already. And then um, I think I'll probably towards the end of it, we're going to run it through the end of February. So towards the end, um, I'll probably put a link up on Facebook and pin it to the top of our Facebook wall. So okay. it'll be there as well. Okay, and just another reminder that we are having our big Veggieversity giveaway right now. Right. And we are in celebration of our one-year anniversary as vegetarians. We are giving away, we already gave away a copy of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead to one mm-hmm. of our followers, James Lindsay. Congratulations, Yay, James. James. And we'll be giving away a shirt, another DVD, Forks Over Knives, mm-hmm. And of course, our oh, and some recyclable produce, produce bags, bags uh-huh. and then uh, our grand prize, which is a retail price three hundred dollar Breville juicer. Like right. I, I think it's the model they use in fat. It is. Really it's good. the same okay. one. Okay. Yeah. So this is a really good juicer, and it is waiting for you. It so, is. It's sitting there, just waiting to be shipped off to our lucky winner. So visit our Facebook page and for more details, or you can go to our website, and we have a also a, a link to how you can. Right, there's an entire page. There's an entire blog post that's just the entries, how to enter. Okay, and as always, if you find value in the show, we would greatly appreciate you going out to iTunes or to Stitcher and leave us a rating. This really helps people find us, and as people find us, we get moved up in iTunes, and it helps us to... And then more people can find us. And more people can find us. So it's a lovely little... um, Circle there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that would do us uh, a great favor if you would go out and do that. And then don't forget, leave us a message. We want to hear from you. All right. I think that does it for this week. All right. We'll see you next week then. Till episode 36. Bye. Peace out. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.